Hello and welcome to another episode of You Wear It Well. You wear it well. Oh, I've missed that. Uh, I'm Hugh Langley, US editor of Wearable, and I'm joined by Hussein Sumra, our reporter. Yep. Um, well, the boys are back in town. It's been a while. It again, has. I feel like we said that last time, but there's been so much happening recently, and then uh, we missed a week, and the UK team took the last one, so this is the first time we've been together. Uh, for a while and yeah. little, little known fact we refuse to talk to each other in between podcasts yeah. we like to save we up sa- yeah we save the energy and, and the, the material just for that yeah so you good it's been a while I'm good yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot has been happening uh, in the world of wearable tech uh, this week alone in fact so we've, we've got, been on planes we've been on planes trains automobiles I feel like I've walked about a million miles we've got we've we've got sort of quite a few big stories I guess we're going to try and hit the main ones this week, we've got Fitbit, lots of Fitbit talk. Fitbit launched two new devices this week, the yep. Versa and the Ace, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, we've got Google news, big Google news. Google has completely rebranded Android Wear to Wear mm-hmm. OS, which is going to be an absolute pain to get used to saying. And then the third bit of news is uh, some stuff from South by Southwest, which is where I've been this week while you've been with Fitbit. Yeah. So um, let's kick off with the Fitbit stuff. Now... This is something we've sort of been aware of for a while. We scooped the uh, first information about this smartwatch, but now we know for sure that it's called the Fitbit Versa. Yep. This is their... The Mass Appeal smartwatch. Yeah. The, promised. The, exactly. The watch that, that James... It, we, we've, we keep referring to the Mass Appeal smartwatch. I think it's important to remind people why that is. It's, it was actually a while ago in an investor's call, the uh, Fitbit CEO, James Park, teased a smartwatch, calling it a mass appeal smartwatch. And the reason he called it that was because it's clear the Ionic just didn't hit that broad audience that Fitbit wanted and hoped it was going to get because it was expensive and, frankly, a bit ugly. And I think, you know, the new Versa watch, uh, which you've played with this week, I haven't actually touched it myself yet, but it's um, clearly a better device. It's clearly in the vein of the Fitbit Blaze. It seems, from what we understand, this is basically the Blaze 2. It's not called the blaze 2 i think i mean i don't know if fitbit said anything to you about this but my theory is that because it's using the new software fitbit os they kind of want to differentiate it anyway or maybe they just wanted a new name but what what are your thoughts come on you you played with the versa this Uh, week the the interesting thing about the way they fitbit is trying to sell it is they're they sold it to us as this is fitbit getting back to its roots because they've realized that the ionic was kind of a stumble and the other thing is they realized ionic is, is more of a performance smartwatch now. They're, mm. they're looking at it kind of like their Garmin Phoenix a little bit, mm. where it's their high end only for like hardcore fitness people. But the Versa itself, I was surprised how much I liked it. Like mm. I liked wearing it. I forgot I was, was wearing it for a little bit because of how thin it is. It's much thinner than an Apple Watch. It's a little wider. Uh, it looks a little similar. It also looks like a Pebble, but according to Fitbit, that was not intentional. Um, but it's it. I'm surprised at how much I liked wearing it and looking at it in person. In pictures, it's a little oh that could go either way. Mm. But in person, it's surprisingly nice to wear. That's good. Yeah. And what about the features on it? It hasn't got GPS. No. But everything else is the same as the Ionic. By everything else is the same as the Ionic, uh, except that it runs Fitbit OS 2.0, which the Ionic will eventually get. But that's the major. And what difference. comes with that? Uh, so Fitbit. OS 2.0, the two big uh, improvements are the new dashboard. You swipe up from the bottom of the screen, and it's basically the same Fitbit dashboard in the companion app on your phone, 
just on your wrist so you get to see like all your quick like information at a glance right there which is a smart thing to do for a smartwatch <laughs> and the other thing is is a female health uh, a female health feature where you can track your period over a, a certain amount of time and eventually Fitbit hopes to get enough data to be able to like predict like when your period's going to happen and and uh, mm. stuff like that that to me is actually and I feel like that was sort of almost lost a little bit yeah. in all the buzz around it. But to me, that's quite a big deal. I think that's going to have a lot of appeal. Um, and it's interesting to see Fitbit moving into that area. And it's very, you know, in Congress with, with everything else it's doing at the moment yeah. with the deeper health stuff, sleep tracking, you know, going deep with sleep apnea, going deeper on the heart rate with, you know, atrial fibrillation. I guess it makes sense for Fitbit to do that. Um, so that to me was was a story I felt kind of got lost a little bit, but I think it's yeah. really important for the company, especially it's, it's 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 the stickiness factor of it as well. Like that kind of feature is the thing that people will, will wear a Fitbit for over a long period of time. Yeah, and they brought on a, a, gyne a gynecologist to talk to us, and she was basically saying that periods, because they're so normal, uh, aren't researched as much as like serious like health, uh, health conditions. So there's not a lot of research and data and... At, by Fitbit, one of the biggest companies in health doing this, it helps researchers get more data. Mm. And the other thing is that Fitbit wants to tie, tie it into your overall health goal. So it wants to be able to tell you, oh, you, you slept this much. If you sleep a little more, then your period cramps tomorrow will be less than they usually are. Stuff like that. That's what it's really wanting to do. It wants to tie everything together to be able to like recommend ways for you to improve your health by doing like small things for sure I and mean, yeah it's, it's already started doing that with the sleep stuff and tying that to the activity stuff yeah. and it and some of the feedback you get now you know once you've been wearing one of these devices for a long time actually starts recommending you things based on you know your sleep patterns and how they might be affected by your activity and vice versa ah versa maybe <laughs> uh do they explain why the, it's called the versa to you at all? it's because uh the whole idea was versatility they wanted to it to appeal to as many people as possible that's why it's got like five colors and they've gone um, overboard not overboard but for them they've they've gone an extra step in creating bands they now make mesh bands and metal bands and they partnered up with uh, uh, a small a small upcoming fashion company to make felt bands mm -hmm. um, and that that's really the big thing they wanted to be versatile they wanted to be for more than just people who liked the Ionic. Mm -hmm. They wanted to appeal to everyone. And it's $100 cheaper. Yes. So obviously that's going to be a massive uh, factor in all of this, yeah. in getting to that mass appeal that, that Fitbit wants so much. And then we had the second device, which was the Fitbit Ace, which yes. was the kids tracker. This one was a little boring, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, you're an adult. Is <laughs> yeah, that, you know? that is true. Frankly, I'd be worried a little bit if you did enjoy it that much. Uh, there was no Disney here, obviously, like the Garmin uh, VivoFit Junior 2. Which uh, which uses you know games to try to get kids into fitness. This is more. It's intended for a little older audience, nine, kids nine and up. And uh, Fitbit was saying when they talk to kids, they found that kids that age like to pretend they're older. They want mm. to do older things. They don't want like kid things like Mickey Mouse on their wristwatch. They want something that looks like it, an adult could wear. And that's why essentially they took the design of the Philip. Fitbit Alta HR and like made, just made it a baby Fitbit Alta HR mm. for kids. I don't think it has heart rate. Uh, it's mostly just for like steps and 
and and smart and sleep and mm. those things. Yeah, no, it definitely doesn't have heart rate. It's, yeah. But otherwise, it looks very much like the Alt HR. Yeah, and there's only the two colors, purple and blue. Mm -hmm. And the idea is Fitbit wants to make it so your entire family works out together. Mm. So like a f so you can have like family challenges and kids can go up against adults and like motivate each other because as Fitbit has found out, uh, adding a social element to fitness makes people more likely to keep at it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice that Fitbit has this vision of the families all, you know, <laughs> huddled around the iPhone looking at that compared to schools. But like, how realistic does that, does that happen? Like, I don't think my family would. I don't I mean, know. I wear a tracker, my, my mum does, but I don't think we've ever like compared. Yeah, my family can't even agree on downloading the Ring app. To, to check our doorbell, so I don't know how <laughs> how Fitbit. Can, yeah, yeah. But um, I think you know there's a market here that Fitbit has spotted. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see whether actually whether yeah. actually that that translates to sales. We'll see. But yeah. um, they did point out that one of the reasons they even did it is because a lot of parents who are like hardcore Fitbit users wanted their kids to also have Fitbits and mm. like so. Uh, it sounds like if there's a market, it's hardcore Fitbit fans who have kids and who want to like spread their Fitbit love to them. So interesting, big news from Fitbit. Both those devices coming out. Uh, I think the Versa is out in April, and, uh, and uh, Ace is the more nebulous Q2. I believe. Yeah, so soon, um, yes. and we'll we'll be testing the uh, Versa out next week, so you can look out. I did test it while playing dodgeball. Yeah, which I am terrible at. <laughs> I was the second or third person out each round. I think we played like five rounds. Wow, man, you suck. Uh, I do. But it playing dodgeball, the Versa is pretty solid. But again, like, are people <laughs> going to use it to play dodgeball? Like, nope. the, there's no dodgeball mode on it, presumably. <laughs> no, there isn't. You just click workout, regular, like, sure. generic workout, and that's it. Fair enough. But, And yeah. they, they also loved throwing in dodgeball references to the movie. Wow. Oh, maybe least. that's the next, the next yeah. feature. Just like a, a Fitbit just for dodgeball. <laughs> that is a niche market yep. right there. Okay, so that's pretty much Fitbit. That's the big news of the week from them. Secondly, I think rivaling uh, for the big story was Google, which announced that it's Android Wear's dead. <laughs> Let's stop saying Android Wear now, because that's just, I need to learn to stop saying it and writing it. And Wear OS is alive. This is all it is at the moment. So Google's basically what it's done, it's announced it's rebranding Android Wear to Wear OS. And the reason it's done this is because it's realized that Android Wear isn't as um, as an inclusive term as it wants it to be because so many people use Android Wear watches with iPhones. Yeah. And it quoted exactly that in 2017, of the total activations of the year, one third of them were done with an iPhone. That's quite a big number. Yeah. Now, whether that's active... Now, I did ask Google to... to Differentiate between active users and total activation is total activations. So maybe not representative of like the ongoing active user, but still that's a huge number of people with iPhones uh, of Android Wear users with iPhones. Yeah. So the reason Google's rebranded is because well that's why I mean you know loads it's of people confusing. use it. Yeah, and I think for you know the, maybe the average person going in to buy a, a smartwatch in a store and they see Android Wear, maybe they think, oh, well, that won't work with yeah. an iPhone. When it does, and, and Google, you know, for its part with Android Wear 2.0, it, it really um, brought the experience iPhone very, you know, almost on an even keel with 
Android, there are still some things it can't do and some things that probably won't change in the near future. Uh, I.e. the main one being iMessage, yeah. you know, but that's that's not a, that's not a problem. It's exclusive to Google, but you know, for the most part, it's done a good job. There are still some problems, um, which I'll get onto a sec. But basically, for now, what's going to happen is this rebrand is going to roll out to uh, Android Wear smartwatches in the coming weeks. Pretty much all of them are getting in, getting the rebrand, other than like some of the super early ones. Yeah, and hopefully, it will be faster than the Android Wear <laughs> two rollout. And I, I mean, it's not a big deal because at the moment it's just a name. But when I spoke to Google about this, you know, what what it's trying to, one of the big things it's saying at the moment, it's going to make updates more regular, and it's going to, you know, hopefully close that gap where you've got this huge space of time where <laughs> you're waiting for some of these smartwatches to get the update, and it's just not good enough. But expect much more to come soon. Google is making some changes. Some other more immediate changes it mentioned was. Uh, iPhone users will be able to see their Google Fit history in the app, which they haven't been able to do till now. You have no. to kind of look at it on the watch. Um, and there will be more announced at Google I.O. as well in a couple of months. Health is one area where it clearly knows it's falling behind and it wants to do more in that aspect. Talked about notifications as well a lot. Uh, Google's clearly aware that notifications on Android Wear aren't terrible, but they could be better. Yeah. A few other things as well. And this was from Dennis Troper, who's head of uh, product for Android Wear. One of the big ones uh, Google's working on at the moment is the Assistant. There are clearly some problems with Assistant, especially for iPhone users, a yeah. lot of breakages, and that's an area they're working on. He also mentioned, you know, obviously, they've got a lot more watches in the pipeline. They're interested in doing a new Hero Watch uh, to replace the LG Watch Sport, which is still kind of the hero of Android Wear 2.0. Hopefully it's a Pixel Watch. Well, that's what we're hoping for, or something along those lines. I wouldn't surprise me if they did something with Fossil along those lines. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's, you know, the Fossil thing's really important as well as part of this. The fashion brands are really carrying Android Wear, Wear OS now, and it's important for them as well, from a marketing perspective, that these watches that they're selling are, you know, marketed to the broadest audience possible. Yeah. So It actually, it feels like this announcement was, was timed so that at ba Basel World, all these like fashion brands could just say Wear OS instead of Android Wear one last time. I think you're right. And I think, yeah, I think obviously we've got Basel World next week and then we've got Google I.O. coming up. So this is strategically timed. My main takeaway from this is that Google does still care about Android Wear. We, we've questioned that a lot, especially in the last few months where yeah. Google has been quiet and we haven't seen... Obviously, we haven't seen Android Wear 3.0. The message from Google is that there is no news on when Android Wear or whatever the next big iteration is called. Obviously, with the name change, it'll be something different. No news on when that's going to happen, but it, it seems they're going to be pushing out more smaller updates over time. So that's Google. Don't Fitbit. The third pillar of today's podcast is South, kind of South by Southwest. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just got back from it, and... It's always an interesting one, South By. It's very... It's very... Uh, it's like a bunch of things put together, almost. It feels yeah. like like three conferences smashed into one. It's this interesting mix of technology and movies and music. And there are a few things at the show. Virtual reality had a big presence, uh, as, as it tends to at South By. Uh, for me, probably the biggest story was from Bose, which definitely caught us by surprise. Uh, sort of on the eve of the show, Bose announced that it had made a, a, a pair of prototype augmented, reali augmented reality smart glasses, mm -hmm. easy for me to say, uh, that it was going to show off at the show. And at first we were like, what? <laughs> AR smart glasses from Bose, the audio company? But that was exactly the point, that it, it was using AR audio 
by which you would wear the glasses and information is fed into your ears rather than having anything displayed on the glasses themselves. And I went and tried them out at the show and they are really good. I'm genuinely very impressed by what Bose has pulled off here. I think the fact that Bose is an established expert in audio quality yeah. helps. Now they're not using, we've seen a few like views glasses which also do similar thing where you're, everything is communicated through audio. But Bose is not using bone conduction technology like those companies are. Bose is actually just piping audio straight out of the uh, frames into your ear. Huh. But it does so in a way that it really does cancel out a lot of the other noise around you. It's very good. It's very, I mean, honestly, that's what caught me off guard most. I was like, wow, this is for, for two little tiny holes above my ears. What they're actually managing to pull off there with the audio quality is pretty astounding. That's, does any, can anyone else like hear it too, or is it just for you? So you can kind of, but it's very faint. It's almost like you'd be wearing earphones now and I can kind uh, of hear that faint. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of tinny sound of someone who's wearing earphones on the bus or something. That's it. It's it's not, it's it's very faint. Oh, that's cool. Um, but when you're wearing them, now I was wearing them around South By. I did like a little tour of uh, uh, the fe- part of the festival wearing them. And that was a very loud place. There was a lot going on. And even so, it was a little bit, you know, it was fighting with the, the sound quality. But it was still good. So the idea of these glasses is that you will have information put into your ears as you're walking around wearing them. So, for example, when I was walking around South By, uh, I could look at some bars and restaurants and I would tap on the glasses whilst looking at them and it would say, oh, this is this bar and this is its Yelp review and this is what people go to do there and like how long they spend there. That's cool. So basically what Bose was doing is taking information from a paired smartphone that was in my pocket. And this is the idea that it's got, that it's it wants to put things on your face that take the data from somewhere else, what your smartphone mainly, to augment the world around you. For example, another one it gave, I didn't get to try this, but it gave the example, you could go to like, you know, a memorial or something in the street yeah. and you could double tap and it would tell you something about that event or play sounds, you know, to, to recreate a battle scene or something like that. It's all about that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, to me, you know, my mind started worrying. I was like, wow, like things like real-time translation on these would be amazing. And that yeah. is something that Bose is interested in as well. But it's important to point out that this is really just a po- this is just a prototype for now. Bose is looking to partner with a bunch of companies um, to put this technology into other head-worn devices. The technology itself, it's called Bose AR. Mm-hmm. The glasses were there really just to show off what it could do. I did ask and Bose said they are interested in, in creating a consumer product of glasses maybe next year, but it sees more opportunity f- for itself in its headphones. Yeah. Um, there's loads of potential there, but also partnering with companies like Ray-Ban and, and, and glasses makers. And, and like even, Warby Parker or something like that too. Yeah, for sure. Even they were showing me like bike helmets, they could potentially, you know, stick this in. They were, there, there's a lot of possibility here, but it, it's a way of doing augmented reality with what the technologies are taking the forward. Because obviously we all think augmented reality, we think, oh... Like the, the visual stuff, like Magic Leap style. Exactly. Of. Like going out wearing glasses that, that tell me all the things about the world around me. And that's, you know, probably where we're, we're heading by the looks of it. But at the same time, that technology is a long time off. Yeah. So that's it from us for another week of You Wear It Well. Remember, you can read way more about everything we've talked about today on the website. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, like us on Facebook follow us on Instagram, 
Snapchat us. Actually, I don't think we have a Snapchat yet. Not yet. Maybe one day. Uh, follow us on Twitter, all the things, all the social medias, and we'll see you again soon. Oh, and remember, keep wearing it well. Welcome to another episode of You Wear It Well. You wear it. Oh, you <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking can't work with these amateurs. Right. Try again.